I thought it would be helpful and interesting for you guys if today I talked about how I prepared my horses for the move, how I got them settled in, what I've been up to the last six weeks and my plans for the future with my horses and my business. Welcome to the Dressage Connection podcast, where we are demystifying dressage training so your connection with your horse can flourish and you can start making sustainable momentum in your riding. I'm your host, Beth Carter, an Australian dressage trainer, coach, and the human behind BC Performance Horses with a passion for making correct dressage training understandable and accessible for every horse and rider. I believe that every horse benefits from dressage training and I believe that it is possible to develop a horse that produces high quality work that scores well while still having an epic connection with your horse. I'm here to help you build foundations that will support you through the levels, own your role as your horse's trainer and fall back in love with riding your horse. So put your foot in the stirrup and let's build that dressage connection. has been a while. Welcome back to the Dressage Connection podcast. For those of you who are new to the podcast and you're listening all the way through from the start, first of all, welcome. Um, Second of all, you probably haven't noticed the gap in time since my last episode. Um, But those of you who have been listening from the start, my OGs, um, or you've been listening for a while, you'll probably know that there's been a couple of months between my last episode and this one. I promise I have a good excuse for neglecting you all. I have actually been really busy since the last time you heard from me. If you follow me on social media, you might know that I made the decision in August that I was going to move my three horses and my business back to the Sunshine Coast, Queensland, Australia, which is where I'm originally from, so that I can run my business from my parents' property, which I haven't had my horses on since I was a teenager. It was time for a change with my own horses having multiplied from one to three in the four years since I moved to the Southern Highlands, New South Wales. I was spending a lot of money on adjustment and I also live 40 minutes from where I kept my horses. So it was costing me a lot in fuel and a lot in time to go to and from the horses every day. I was talking to my mum on the phone one day and I was just complaining about how much I was spending on adjustment and how much I was spending on fuel. And then I went home and I, really just jokingly, really unseriously did the maths. And I was just like blown away. Let's just say having the horses at my parents' place is saving me upwards of $700 per week. That's just what I was spending on the horses, just the adjustment and the fuel. So yeah, the choice was a no-brainer. I had a gap um, in my training horses where it worked out really well to move quite soon after I made that decision. My partner, Bantre, stayed down in the Highlands another month after I left because he had to give a month's notice to his old job and only got the offer for his new fly-in, fly-out job the week before I left. All in all, it just worked out really well. All the important things went smoothly, which just reassures me that making this move has been the right decision. Of course, I am missing the beautiful facilities of my New South Wales base, Sutton Farm Equestrian Centre, And I am already starting to miss that iconic indoor arena as summer starts rolling in and I'm realizing I have to work in an outdoor. (laughs) Um, I'm just incredibly grateful for my time there in those facilities and with the wonderful team that just really took me in. But I'm very excited for what's ahead. 
Before you start asking me, cool, but why does this warrant an entire podcast episode? Bear with me. I thought it would be helpful and interesting for you guys if today I talked about how I prepared my horses for the move, how I got them settled in, what I've been up to the last six weeks and my plans for the future with my horses and my business. So let's start by talking transport. I decided to get a transport company to travel my horses all together. I don't like floating that long of a distance. I think it's a lot harder for a horse to stand in and balance in a float than it is in a truck. And I think that it's too hard, it's too much for them to balance in a float for that long of a distance. It was also just easier to put them all on a truck, not only because I only have a two horse float and three horses, but because Vidane, my four-year-old, hasn't floated much, he has anxiety around it, and I was also taking my 10-month-old on his first big trip. It was also super convenient to just have the float full of my furniture. (laughs) The company that I have used and had really great experiences with in the past shut down, so I was back to the drawing board finding a new company to travel my horses, which is always super stressful. I had a really bad experience using a different company when I moved down to New South Wales four years ago with my mare Quinta. It was a really well-respected company. Something happened that shouldn't have happened and it was was very bad. Anyway, my priorities for choosing a transport company were a company that has good modern trucks. I prefer side load trucks so that if something happens to one of the horses, all the horses behind them don't have to get off, off too. I was looking for a company that was quick to reply to emails, easy to talk to on the phone, happy to send progress reports, happy to rub for Dane during the night um, because it was cold in their stops and give him some ulcer pace before they set off in the morning. And I was also looking for a company that people I know have used and had good reviews of. I was very happy with the company that I chose and I would be really happy to privately share their information with anyone who contacts me looking for recommendations. The only problem I did have with with them was that due to unforeseen circumstances that were out of the company's control, my horses had to be picked up a day late, meaning I also had to stay a day longer as I was putting them on the truck and racing to Queensland to get them off up here. So it was a little bit anticlimactic having everything ready to go, saying goodbye to everyone and then being like, I'm not going anywhere today. Um, but, you know, like, if that's the only issue, I'm happy it happened before everyone left. As I said, not the company's fault. They handled it fantastically. So, yeah, I was very happy with the company. The horses had the same driver the whole way up. He was great with them. My horses vary from Jet Setter Quinta, who I bought over from Germany. She's travelled around a lot, to her 10-month-old foal on his first big trip and anxious four-year-old Vidane, who took a minute to get on the truck the first time. The driver was really patient, especially with the young horses. He didn't try to rush me or them, especially when Vidane took a minute to get on the truck. I was really happy about that. He just watched how I handled him so that he could do the same thing. Um, And Vidane didn't do anything wrong. He's just a bit of an anxious boy. He just needs to make sure that it was all okay before he got in. And then as soon as he realized it was going to be fine, he just got straight in. Um, The driver even helped me lead my baby Bo to the paddock when we arrived so that I didn't have to leave him alone in the truck um, when we got the other two off. Getting on the truck 
was actually the first time that all of my horses have met. I kept Verdane at Sutton Farm and Quinter and Bo were at my vets just down the road so they didn't take up any of my training horses paddocks because they weren't in work and I only had a limited number of paddocks. Um, it also meant Bo got to be in a herd with other horses his own age so that he could socialise and just be a horse and learn horse behaviour. All the horses travelled really well up to Queensland. They were picked up on Sunday evening and dropped off in the middle of the day on Tuesday. It was a pretty hot day, which was a real temperature shock for all of us, myself included, coming out of quite cool Highlands weather. I made the decision to put Vidane on ulcer paste for a few days before, during and after the trip because, well, I always do this when I transport my ridden horses on big trips. I think that travelling interstate is really stressful and I just wanted to make sure that he didn't develop ulcers on the trip with the bigger gaps between them getting food and standing there stressing, especially with him though because he's a horse that's prone to stress in new, in new situations, especially when I'm not there with him because he's just a real mummy's boy. Before the horses got on the truck, I made sure they had drunk plenty of water as well as gave them salt and electrolytes in a soaked microbeats and cracked lupin hard feed a couple of hours before they got picked up so that it wasn't like sitting fresh in their tummy when they got on the truck. But I did make sure they'd eaten plenty of hay right before they left so they had roughage in their tummies because it would be a while before they next ate. On arrival in Queensland, we put all the horses in their paddocks without rugs on. They had a quiet, calm trot around, then went straight to grazing despite the new environment and the long trip. I gave them all molasses water and multiple soaked microbeet and lupins with plenty of water in them, salt and electrolytes again, um, just to make sure they were hydrated and hydrating. Funny story with Vidane, who, as I just mentioned, is a huge mama's boy, and I suspect a little bit on the spectrum. He didn't like the different water when we first got home. Um, so to, to begin with, he wasn't drinking a lot. On the second day at home, I led him to his water trough and when he drank, I told him he was a good boy and gave him a pat. And then after that, every time I went into his paddock, he had a drink. <laughs> Talk about a trainable four-year-old. <laughs> A couple of days in, I bought Quinta and Vidane in for baths um, in my very rundown wash bay to get the travel grime off them and start trying to get some of their winter coats out. I'll tell you, my strip hair has been getting a workout. I bloody love that thing. It is just the best thing for getting coats out. Quinta got the idea really quickly and essentially dropped her entire winter coat in one day, <laughs> one brushing session. She was ready to show off her summer body. Vidane took a little bit longer and Bo, who is still pretty confused about the whole change in weather thing, is taking the longest to finally start dropping his coat out. A week after the horses and I got home, my partner and I were booked on a holiday to New Zealand. So I basically basically arrived and said, hi mum, here's three horses for you to look after, bye. <laughs> um, the horses settled in so well, so fast, which I am just really thankful for because otherwise that holiday would have been so stressful. By the time I left for New Zealand, they were right at home. My parents set up their 30-acre property for me when I was a teenager with a full-sized sand arena, two stables, wash bay, and paddocks. 
I worked out the other day that I haven't ridden in my arena since 2014, so it is very overgrown. My current mis- mission is to restore it to its for- former glory or better. I've been spraying the grass and we are almost ready for the next step. I just need to make sure the grass is dead right down to the roots so I don't pull the base up with it. Then I'll get it professionally graded and see what the sand situation is. I assume I'll need to add more, hopefully not too much, but if it is a significant amount, I'm considering adding rubber. I'll keep you updated on what I decide to do with that because I do really like the idea of putting rubber in it. Other things I've been doing is emptying and sorting out my old tack room, emptying out the stables so that I can put some horses in during the day when it's hot, getting more paddocks ready so when the arena is ready to go I can get some training horses in straight away, and next on the list is putting some cross tie poles in on the wash bay and fixing the fence so I can tie horses up there to tack them up and untack them for now. Future projects include turning the annex behind the stables into an undercover um, tie-up area with cross ties, um, a feed room and a hay shed. Um, we'll be putting more paddocks in. I'll be getting my electrician partner to put power into the stables because we don't have that yet. And eventually around yard and shelters in the paddocks. It's a lot, I know. Um, and I'm going to be really busy for a really long time, but it's going to be so worth it to run my business off a property that I manage. Fingers crossed for me that the arena, uh, um, the grass in the arena dies quickly so I can get it finished and start riding properly again. For Dane is the only one of my horses that I ride now. Um, I'm letting him have a break while the arena is not rideable rather than floating him somewhere which I did consider but even though he's five in January he still looks like a 17 hand foal so I'm really happy to just let him have this time off because even if he was in work it would just be really light work anyway. Quinta will be going back into foal soon I am looking at using Valverda who seems to be breeding really good temperament rideability and incredible movement Bo, who has been in his own private paddock for the first time ever and handled it like a superstar, was supposed to be going up for sale but has used his sweet little temperament to suck up to the right person, my mum, who is actually his owner, so she says he's sticking around, at least for now. So I'm not going to complain about that. (laughs) He will be going in a paddock with a family friend's Arabian cult who is a similar age so they can just be horses and grow up together. I've been steadily building up my coaching roster, traveling over the Sunshine Coast and Gympie to train clients in their own arenas. It's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying working with everyone. And once my arena's finished, I'll try not to travel as much, but I will have a few days a week where I do um, because it just seems like there is a need for it in this area and it's seeming quite popular. I've also been getting my ass into gear with the online side of my business. I have Um, completely revamped my free guide to getting the most out of your rides. Not only is the content completely brand new, but it's also now available as a podcast style audio as well as a PDF that you can read. So whatever your vibe, if you prefer to listen to your information, if you prefer to read it, if, if you want to do both, you'll be able to access this guide in the way that's most convenient to you. So if you're interested in hearing about how I make Sure, I get the most out of every ride, no matter what level or type of horse I'm riding, so that you can do the same. I'll link it in my show notes so you can download it for free. 
I'm also getting re ready to run the next masterclass of the foundational series, Dressage Gymnastics, where you'll learn how to master the straightness, bend and laterals. Your podcast only discount for the foundational series is still live. I'll link that in the show notes for you as well in case you're interested. I'm really looking forward to sharing these episodes again weekly. I have some really cool topics lined up. I have some really cool guests lined up. So I guess I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Dressage Connection podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes and leave a rating, review, or share a screenshot of this episode to your stories to help more people find their dressage connection. You can always reach out to me on Instagram with any questions about anything we've covered on the podcast, your own writing journey, or just to say hi at bc.performancehorses. You can also get the latest info about how you can work with me on website bcperformancehorses.com i can't wait to hang out with you in the next episode but in the meantime go on and build that beautiful dressage connection 